Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 213. That is 213. Welcome back to the ENS Wolves Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah, and I'm delighted to be joined. Actually, I need to give him a bit more of a big up. And new Wolverhampton Wanderers reporter, Mr. Liam Keane. Welcome. Welcome hello, hello, hello. to the show. How's it going? I'm all good, mate. How are you? Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm magnificent. I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. It is less than less than two weeks away now. We've got so much to discuss. Um, but welcome, mate. Welcome to the poddy in an official capacity. Uh you may remember Liam from such games as Walsall nil Cambridge two, <laughs> Cheltenham three Walsall nil, Walsall nil Southend one, and Walsall nil Barrow one. Oh, I'm getting uh, some flashbacks here when you mention these. Mate, we had to. We've come in. We came in late last season to rescue you. Uh, we brought you in on a loan with a view to buy. Uh, it's been a barren summer. We haven't seen much better on the market, uh, and you've showed some promising signs. So we've smashed. The ENS budget. Uh, we've increased the payroll by eighty-four pounds and thirty-seven pence, <laughs> uh, which fifty-four pounds was uh, was down to the new poddy graphic that got uh, debuted yesterday, um, including four pound thirteen tip to Safira from Pakistan who worked throughout the night to produce that. Big up to Safira, by the way. Um, and we brought you in. I mean, what what is it like? First and foremost, what is it like to hit the big time? You're a big Wolves fan. You know, you're covering the biggest club in the West Midlands. To go from small salt to, to wolves, that's <laughs> unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you what, who'd have thought that back in May when I was having my little, you know, my little lone temporary switch mm. that mm. I'd, uh, I'd be here on an official capacity. No, it's been good, mate. It's been good. It's uh, Living it the dream. Ha- living the dream, exactly. It all happened uh, pretty quick. Um, you know, you know as, as, as well as I do it all, as these things do. And uh, all of a sudden, within a few days, I was... Uh, Thinking about Tranmere away this coming Saturday, and yes, I'm thinking about yes. Santa Vigo at home in a friendly, and boom, Leicester boom. away afterwards. Mate, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable change to go from League Two football to to Wolves. I mean, it, it's like, and I was trying to think about this when I was uh, I was sat sat in the in the bathroom having a little bath uh, this morning because you know there's some bath salts in there. It was it was oh, very lovely. nice. I needed just to relax. I've got a little bit of muscular tension in there, so had to relieve myself. That sounds terrible. I, I just. Had to, I've got a bad hamstring, tight hamstring, so I need to yeah, kind of like just relax. Is, sure. Cartoon Network in the front in the little TV screen, loved it. But going from Warsaw to Wolves is like going from like Old Kent Road to Mayfair with a hotel on it, isn't it? I mean, it's literally, it's like going, it's like going from a two-day-old McDonald's cheeseburger to, to having Wagyu steak at Gordon Ramsay's. Well, you it's know like, what? I won't. I won't talk ill of my my Warsaw. No, roots. no, I don't. Uh, I'm not yeah. expecting you to. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I was just trying to compare and contrast. It's like it's like trading in a Robin Reliant and and, and going for a Porsche Carrera for free. Um, I'm flying down the M6 in an Aston Martin. Oh, mate! You know, you're going to a club with Susan Boyle and you're leaving with Jessica Albert. I mean, this is, <laughs> it's all it's all going on here. So no, we're excited to have you on board. By the way, the Warsaw podcast will be on next week uh, with with myself and Joe Edwards. So if anyone wants to listen to that, great news. Um, but yeah, good summer, mate. Did you have a good summer? I mean, obviously a lot of football, a lot of changes. But did you did you manage to get away? Did you have a few days away? Well, um, I did have a weekend away over. Well, it was last weekend, wasn't it? When Wolves were in Marbella uh, with a few uni mates over in Newcastle. The less said about that, the better, I'm afraid. 
was it was it messy? It, yeah, yeah. Oh. It was. Um, I was rather ill. Oh, uh, oh was, wow. you're not going to last the season here, are you? Because I mean, I mean, we're being well, let back in the stadium now. There'll be a few London trips for you, mate. Can you handle it? Well, I mean, what I'm more interested in is when I mean you're going to be in Pot World in Wolverhampton when Wolves, you know, secure Champions League football this season. Uh, <laughs> and we'll come on to my uh, hopes and expectations of the season as it stands in a little while. And um, you were li- you were a little bit strange on the old microphones. So maybe maybe um, we're going to get you a better mic as well. We're in the budget for that, but you might be a little bit loud today. But we'll we'll work on that, mate. We'll work on that. Um, yeah, Newcastle, I'm there this weekend actually coming up, so I have to unfortunately miss the Celta Vigo game, but I'm hoping that it's going to be, uh, it'll be it'll be pretty packed in the old quayside. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I was down there and, uh, well, all I'll say is the credit card took a, a big hit that weekend. Did it? Did it? <laughs> you, you're blowing the budget already, you're, yeah, bl- done, you're blowing the pay rise, mate. Had to be done, a little bit of a celebration, I mean, it, it, it worked out pretty well, you know, uh, around a few famous England wins as well where I found out that I was um, I was coming on board at Molyneux well so uh, I've had a few celebrations recently uh, it's been it's been good mate it's been a good few weeks it's been a good summer what was that were they memorable England wins I, I kind of feel when they I kind of come off it I don't know they are memorable England wins but they beat Germany and that was amazing yeah they, it was great it was great I just feel like I'm so disappointed still from the final that I, I feel like the rest of it's been tarnished slightly. And I know that's bad. I know it's probably not right. And when I come back to look at it, it's like, got to a final, it was great. But I don't know, just with everything that happened on that last day and the final, everything around it, I just feel like I'm, I'm fully in Olympics vibe now. And I feel like I'm enjoying the Olympics more than I thought. Man, I did enjoy the Euros more than I thought. But you know what I mean? I just feel like I can't look at it and go, oh my God, the Euros, that was unbelievable. I haven't been able to get into the Olympics I've really, I've really struggled with it. I think because I was so devastated oh. after the the Euros. I um, you know, I've actually, uh, I I totally disassociate the final from the rest of the tournament now. It's like it's like it's two totally different events for me. Mm-hmm. The the Germany game, I was beside myself. The Denmark win, I, you know what? I'll admit it, Judah. I cried like a baby in the pub when we got to the final. My, I know my, my mates all sat around me, and I cried like what? a little girl. I mean, that, that must have been one one a low point in your career. And two, man up, man, man up. No, I loved it. I'm not, you just not, beat Denmark. It's Denmark, man. It's yeah, Denmark. It's the final because I oh. was convinced we were going to get past Croatia. Don't in, go, uh, don't go, don't go crying on me this season. I mean, people I are calling you a baby already because of your youthful looks. By the way, you say youthful looks. Aren't you older than Edwards? I am. Actually. Well, only no, by. Only by about two or three months, I think. But yeah. I mean, I think it's just the kind of differential from from like full blown Wolfman to to baby faced assassin it is incredible. Yeah, you are actually old, older than Joe Edwards, which many people will feel, I think, hard to believe. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give the uh, the Wolves peeps the uh, the lowdown now. Twenty ninth of December, I turn twenty five. So if anyone fancies getting me anything nice oh, from the twenty fifth, no. you know, Mate, send it even, to ENS Towers. We're not even eight minutes, eight minutes into this podcast, and you're on the beg already, mate. It's, <laughs> it's it's a bad it's a bad look. It's a bad look. Saying that, I did get a little package today, which I haven't opened from the old Wolverhampton Wanderers, which is a uh, looks looks trainingy toppy, which uh, I haven't ordered. So I'm interested to see what that is. I'll have to go down and open that up uh, later on. But they've they've got some nice gear, mate, and I'll, we'll go into the gear now just quickly. But I do like the I do like a bit of the Castor stuff. I wasn't I wasn't a massive fan when I saw that training shirt at Crew, but I think 
I don't think you can wear it as a 45-year-old man, saying that from a 40-year-old <laughs> man. Uh, but um, but I, do, I do like, a, you know, the clobber looks a little bit better quality than we've had in the past. You know, you know what I really liked, which you pointed out, was that jumper that Adama was wearing. Oh, mate. Nice, that little hoodie. It? Oh, I didn't notice at the time, but it's got wolves in it. I just thought it was the yeah. castor kind of black, but it, it does look nice. I don't think it's for sale at the moment. but No, yeah, I saw Cody wearing it as well, and it was really nice. I had a look on the website two nights ago to try and cool. find it, and it's not there. Coming to a coming to a mega store near you for two hundred and sixty five pounds. <laughs> I bet it's I bet it's not cheap. I bet it's not cheap. Oh, you know what? I'll pay it if I have to. I thought it was really nice. Oh, how much are they paying you for this? I mean, I might get on the editor mate, I tell you, unbelievable. You're having you're having nights out. You're getting emotional in Newcastle. You're spending the credit card. You're buying castor jumpers. Goodness me, I haven't had a game yet. Let's go for it, mate. Why not? You got to splash the cash for you. I bought myself a uh, a bit of jewellery the other day. Oh my. Oh yeah, uh, I was getting, my, I was got myself a. Uh, Don't tell me you got little... one of these gold chains, mate. Don't tell me you got a gold chain. It's silver. Oh, but it is a chain. Is it? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm been into. I've been into wearing chains recently. I got oh. myself a new one. I went and got myself a little designer one for uh, a little no. uh, a little present for getting the job. A little wolf pendant, mate. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. But uh, you know, from me to me, because none of my family, friends, or you know, close loved ones decided to buy me anything. So uh, I uh, I went out and checked myself. I used to wear like a Tiffany's men's black leather choker back in the day <laughs> with my highlighted blonde hair. And I thought going out on an evening, I was the shit. And it transpires that I just looked shit. And uh, <laughs> it was definitely early days. But I thought, you know, yeah, I th- I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to score tonight. And I, I mean, the only thing I was scoring was with a kebab shop at 2am, mate. Uh, you know, Bodras's Bodrum. Oh, mate. It was set slick back hair. It was a horrendous look. Horrendous look. You know what? If you're lucky, I will wear it to one of the games this season. Oh, mate. I'm excited yeah. with that. A little silver chain with your little tight, tighty whitey jeans, mate. Well, well, well. I don't know if you've noticed. Go I on. don't wear the same jeans anymore. Well, only because I, 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 I was going to say castrated you. You, but, you, uh, social, you social media bullied me out of wearing them. And I mate, they were I, the I, tightest I, jeans I've ever seen. Like they were literally <laughs> painted on. They were painted on to you. Horrendous. You know, Horrendous. I, I, you know, as I said, I'm getting old now, almost 25. You know, you know, life's, you know, I'm getting closer to 30. Life's getting more and more over as the days, uh, as the days pass. And I realised that, you know, speaking to a few mates as well, I'd actually had this conversation with them as well before you'd even said anything. I was thinking I might have to start, you know, switch down a size. Uh, well, not size, but a tight level, switch mm-hmm. down a level. Uh, and I did. I went for it. I had to do it. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you've. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you've started well because you've waffled ten minutes into the podcast without talking about Wolverhampton Wanderers. So that's a good start. You're welcome to this podcast anytime, mate. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk. Let's let's talk some football. Wolverhampton Wanderers, new season, yes. A new manager, yes. Same squad, eh? Uh, what do you what do you make of it, Liam? Uh, you know, Bruno Large. Uh, I haven't seen too much of him. I haven't really heard too much from him. There's an interview we did of him in Marbella, but hoping to speak to him later this week, potentially. Uh, pre-season, mixed results. That There's plenty to get into, but what, where are Wolves at this moment in time? Are they ahead of the game? Are they behind the curve? Are they kind of expected at this point with, with all the Euros and everything coming back? Um, I'll, I'll be honest, Liam. I'm a little bit concerned. I'm a little bit concerned as we stand here today, as we speak. I'm a little bit concerned about this season. And I know we'll get some more players coming in, maybe some exits. But at this moment in time, as I sit here today, I find it very difficult to believe 
that if Wolverhampton Wanderers had this squad going into the season, they would be anywhere near the top half of the table. And I'm, I might be wrong. People might be shouting at you, but I'm a little bit worried, pal. So, so, so help me out. Make me feel better about the season. Well, that's a tough ask. Um, for me, I, I think it comes down to a very, very key word. I think it's balance. And I don't think the squad is balanced for either system, any of the two or three systems that we've seen under Bruno so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's there's an, there's an overload in centre-backs, but also an issue with quality in terms of centre-backs as well. I think you need another mm-hmm. you need another signing there. I think it's very, very short in midfield. Um, I think with Neto and Poland still out as it stands, it's, it's short in forwards as well. Um, if he plays two strikers, which obviously last two games he hasn't, but if he plays two strikers, it's short in quality and depth in strikers as well. Um, I think as a, I think you look through individuals in the squad, and there's, there's clearly a lot of talent there, a lot, a lot of talent. Um, but I'm not convinced that with any of the formations or systems he wants to play, and particularly with the style he wants to play, which obviously is a different thing to, to the formation, I'm not convinced that there's enough balance and enough depth as it stands. Um, you asked me if they're ahead of the curve, behind the curve, where they should be. I'm going to go somewhere in the middle of, of all of that because I think had they lost any high-profile players to this point, mm-hmm. you'd, say you'd say they're behind the curve for sure. But at this, as it stands, I'd say that they're somewhere in the middle. They've got to be because it, it was always going to be a busy August for most clubs uh, and a quiet June and July because of the Euros, because of players having to have rests, because of training camps elsewhere it was always mm. going to be quieter until it got to August and that is never a good thing when the season starts on the 14th of August it's, right. it's uh, particularly for Wolves because they need additions um, it's going to heat up in August you would imagine now now we're in there um, but as it stands it's exceptionally quiet and that's going in and out exceptionally quiet it's um, you're, you're right in what you say because uh, I think at this moment in time if for any reason they ended up losing Adama or, or Neves, which are kind of the two most high-profile players that have been linked with a move away, I think, during the summer. But goodness me, if they were to lose one or two of them and not, you know, they'll obviously get some players back, I'm sure, but they would be in a lot of bother for me. And especially, amazingly so, really, because he, he did have a disappointing season last year for, for, for a large, large period. Adama, for me, has, looked, has probably been the best player or one of the top two players that I've seen come back in this summer. And he could be huge. I mean, underplayed, of course, at the Euros for Spain. But to even just be out there, I think, was great. I was worried, you know, when he pulled that hammy last game of the season that maybe he might miss out, but he was named in the squad. And just been around those kind of players, I think has probably even helped him even more with his development, with the standard that he's got to get. He's come back, he's got his head down. I know he hasn't signed that contract yet, and that's why the speculation will always be there. But if Bruno can really get the best out of him, I think him and Jimenez and Neto, when he does return, are going to be huge to the way that this Wolves team is are going to perform on the pitch. And look, when you've got someone like Raul Jimenez spearheading an attack, yes, OK, he can make up for areas where you may be slightly a little bit more deficient because he's going to score 15 to 20 goals, absolutely no problem. And it was great to see him score and get on the board against Stoke. But I think that him and Traore, that combination, which we saw elements of, I think, last weekend, could be absolutely key this season. Oh, massive. I think I said it to you already that you can't underestimate the link-up between Adama and Raul. Because what was it in 2019-20, what was it, 10-11 goals that mm-hmm. they combined between the two of them, which was the highest partnership in the, in the Premier League that season? 
Um, it's you know they've got a real good connection the two of them. I think Raul knows the types of runs and the types of crosses he's going to see from Adama, and you saw that actually uh, against Stoke, albeit briefly. Uh, there was one moment where Adama, who was playing on the left, but he, he sort of popped up on the right, whipped across. It was a little bit overhit, but even though it was a bit overhit and a bit looped, Raul still was able to read it and still was able to stretch and get ahead on it. Uh, and that there is just that's just a very small, very subtle glimpse into the relationship those two have had and have had for two or three seasons now obviously his injury aside yeah. um, and, um, and that could be really important I totally agree with you I think Adama has been very good in pre-season I think he had a very good first half um, against Stoke uh, I thought his 60 minutes he probably dipped in and out a little bit against Coventry but I thought he, there was there was very good moments in there as well uh, of the attacking players for me he was the standout um, and you mentioned Neves as well um, I thought he ran the show against Coventry. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally ran the show. I thought he was man of the match. Uh, I was surprised to see him play so much because he came off in the 89th, 90th minute and he obviously played 45 against Stoke the day before. So perhaps a little bit lucky that he came away um, seemingly unscathed in that as well. But um, I thought he ran the show. I thought he was best player on the park. Set up a beautiful goal for Fabio Silva who who had good movement. It was it was, you know, it was a good goal, albeit a little bit of a scuffed finish that he was uh, perhaps lucky to see go in. Uh, gets a deflected goal of his own as well, Nevers. And um, if you keep hold of those two, you can really build this team around them. And you've got to remember as well to have Neto uh, and Pogans, but particularly Neto coming back in, who's going to be such a... He's always going to be like a new signing when he comes back. Um, it's going to be really, really important. But you still need signings. I'll say it again, centre-back, centre-mid, striker. I think those three are key particularly the first two, um, if he doesn't play two strikers. But if, if he plays a 4-4-2, plays two strikers, you've got Raul and Silva probably starting. Catroni, if he stays, which seems unlikely, uh, as third. You've got no one else then. You've got... Dadashov's gone out on loan already. I don't, he's obviously not ready. Uh, Corbiani's gone out on loan uh, yesterday. Who, who else have they got? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting how they line up against well, Leicester. Well, let's let, let's let's go for, for for the areas. Let's go for the areas before we go on to the actual signs that they have made and, and where we think they are at the moment in time. Let's go with with what a lot of people are asking, which are where are these signs? Where do they need to to, to strengthen? Like you say, I think up top midfield defence they really do. Um, I put a poll out the other day. We'll start with striker. I said, who would you prefer to see as a third striking option to Raúl and Fabio this season? Two thousand eight hundred votes, eleven percent. Say Patrick Cotrone, fifty percent say Rafa Mir, who of course is still at the Olympics and doing incredibly well. If anyone sees sees the heroics that he did um, the other day, unbelievable, coming off the bench, scoring mm. the equaliser, scoring two in in extra time, absolutely, he's just walking on water at this moment in time. And thirty nine percent say a new striker. So if they are going to get, of course, the the cheap option, and if they are going to go with cost effective option is having either Catroni there at the moment or recalling Mir. Can you see, Can you see? is it more likely in your eyes that one of those two players, maybe even both, are actually at Wolves this year rather than dipping into to the market and perhaps signing and spending? I don't know. I mean, you might get someone on free back. You can't imagine that they're going to be absolutely superb. 10, 15, 20 million pounds on a striker when Raul Jimenez is your main, is your main guy. I think... I think so, yeah, because I, and for this sole reason um, that I think the money can be better spent elsewhere. Uh, I don't think that's a, as big a priority as some other positions. 
Um, but you also look at Neto and Traore as two options who, of players who could play there if it really got desperate. Um, I mean, I wouldn't like either of them there, personally. I think they're both much suited out wide. Um, but if it got desperate and you needed to play one of them there, you could. Um, you, shouldn't be de- you shouldn't be desperately. Why are you desperate when you've, you've sacked your manager, you've sacked, sacked probably, you know, I imagine very, very good things for you, of course. He's, he's made you know, errors as well at the end of the last season. So you've had a chance, you've announced a manager very, very quickly. You've known the budget, you've known how much you've got. Why are we in this position straight away? I just feel like, I just feel like it's frustrating um, and I understand they, they knew the Euros was going on, but it's not as if no one signed any players. You know, Villa have signed a lot of players just just because the Euros have been going on. They've got players in before, during and afterwards. So, you know, I was watching again um, the Round the Table chat the other day that, that, um, that Wolves put out during the summer. And they're saying, you know, we, this might go down into deadline day. And I feel like Wolves fans deserve a little bit better. I understand the financial situation. You say, you know, money might be spent better elsewhere. Where is the money? How much money have they got? Do they need to sell to buy? Is, can they spend 50 million quid on two positional players? Or, or do we have to wait and see? Are we, you know, are we going to be scrapping and waiting on loans and loans are options for options to buy again until August the 31st? By desperate, I mean that uh, you know, if, if you had an injury, injury situation like with Raul again, for example, and you, mm. and, you, and you were left short-staffed, which essentially Wolves were last season... Um, then you you know you can drop Neto or Darmarin or whoever it is if if need be, um, and I think because of the the squad that's currently there, um, I think I mean it looks by all accounts that Kostrian doesn't want to be there, um, and and he may go. Um, it does look like they may go with one striker, go with Raul and have others as backup. Um, I can see Mir coming in and getting an opportunity as well for for that same reason really. Um, but in terms of the money, I mean, Wolves are, are having to be creative because of the uh, UEFA financial fair play rules, um, which are more restricted than the Premier League ones, having played in that, obviously, recently in the, in the Europa League. Um, essentially, and obviously with the impact of coronavirus as well, um, essentially they, <laughs> the money isn't there to, to splash out, you know, 100 million this summer. Um, I think everyone's known that for, for a fair amount of time now. It's been spoken about all summer, really, that they the, the cash isn't there to be able to, to go out and buy four or five players at 20-odd mil each, um, or even you know splash out on two players, for example, for the same price. So um, they're going to have to be creative. They're going to have to look... Uh, and again, they have used the, the loan with an op- option or obligation to buy uh, market very well in recent years. You remember the first season into the Premier League, they did that exceptionally well, uh, with Jimenez, Dendonka, for example, being players they brought in. So... Um, they're going to have to. They're going to have to do something similar again. Um, for me, I would, you know, if it was down to me, if my decision, I would try and keep hold of Mir and Catrone, genuinely. Um, and I think you have them two with Raul and Silva. Whether you play two strikers or just one, have those four as four options. Um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be, you know, it's easier said than done because you've got to keep them all happy. And as mm. I say, Catrone doesn't seem particularly pleased at the moment, but. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a, a decent enough four collective four strikers to go into a season with, particularly with players around it that are going to come back. Players that are uh, hopefully going to um, supplement it in in midfield with one or two signings as well. Uh, I think that would be that would be enough to go into the season with, um, and then you, you know you figure out where you are from there. Okay, so that's striker. Let's move on to midfielder. Um, like you say, Ruben Neves has been has been very good 
since he's come back and uh, got, got to keep him now, I think, but essential to keep him. You say about, about money that they might need to, to be creative in the market, but I think now he is, he is essential. Um, but for me, for me, Liam, you know, Neves and Moutinho or Neves and Dendonka, Neves and Saiz is not, um, that's not going to, that's not going to get you top eight, top seven, top ten in the table. You need, a, you really need someone in that centre midfield, I think, alongside him, who's, who's going to really take the mantle, who's going to be a class above. They desperately need someone, I think, centrally, don't they? And, and I know it sounds terrible, but every time now I almost roll my eyes when I see Nevers over a free kick with uh, with Moutinho with <laughs> like you know slightly being a decoy and I'm like you just know what's happening and he hasn't scored and I'm like you just know what's happening and he hasn't scored you need someone to obviously decent dead ball see James Ward-Prowse or someone like that but I think that they desperately need someone in the centre of that midfield who can really get forward and help that front three I totally agree I think there's two issues with the midfield at the moment I think that's one of them I think they need someone who's going to break beyond the defence. The There's only two midfielders for me, but that's just my that's just my you know mm. interpretation. But okay, carry on. Sorry. Break break beyond the, the you know the lines. Break through the thirds. Need mm. someone who can do that. But he also needs someone who's going to who's going to really press. Um, and this is what the Bruno Large system is all about. And Neves is you know he's a good he's pretty good at, you know he's a pretty good tackler, but he's not really a high energy high pressing kind of player. Mm. Den is all really one kind of pace. You know. Um, which in some ways is a criticism, you know. In other ways, I think he's I think he's a pretty tidy player still, but he's not um, he's not a real hard hitter, despite his size. Um, Moutinho again is you know very good on the ball, very good technically, but is getting on a little bit in terms of age. Um, you've got Morgan Gibbs White, who's an who's an option, but I don't think he's a, I don't think you play him in a two. Um, I think he did very well on the left of the of the front three the other day, but again, um, that was against Stoke actually. I think he did particularly well in that game. He was okay against Coventry, but. Um, I'm not convinced that he's, you know, he's he's the one to play in the two. Um, so for me, they need someone to press the action, high press, get break beyond the lines, break into the final third as well. Mm. Um, but also the the separate issue in midfield is just the strength and depth, just to have the yeah. depth there. Because if Neves gets injured or if Moutinho gets injured, obviously Moutinho's, as I said, getting on a little bit. He's going to have knocks. You can't expect him to play two games in a week if it comes to it with cup games and mm-hmm. um or you know get to Christmas you can't expect him to be playing two or sure. three games within a week and a half you know it's um they need strength and depth in that and I don't think they've got that you've oh, got we're not to Sowie? I was just about, just about to say it just, Go on, just then. T- took the name right out of my mouth Go on, um we got Owen oh, to you again I every time I've seen him up until this preseason I've been I've, I've loved what I've seen I, I actually covered uh, the game away at Brighton um the 3-3 when Wolves totally capitulated in that second half um, last season, and I thought he did well when he came on. Obviously, he missed a a, a sitter right at the end. Um, you know, he came on for his Premier League debut uh, at home to to Chelsea. Came on at half time, did did brilliantly. Um, he's he's had moments, but he's not had enough moments. Um, seemingly a bit frustrated at the lack of game time, and now seemingly looking elsewhere. Uh, interest from Wolfsburg and Anderlecht is genuine. Um, I understand the reports that he'd turned down a Wolves contract is accurate. Um, but just to make it clear to, to fans, he has one year left on his contract, but Wolves also have another year option in their favour, which means that essentially it's two years, uh, really. It's not in the player's favour, it's in Wolves' favour. So uh, it's essentially a two-year deal still, uh, which leaves Wolves in a fairly good um, negotiation standpoint. Um 
But it's interesting though, if Wolves are offering him something and he's turning it down, whether they get him to sign one and stay or not, they obviously Bruno obviously see something in him. But then you go back to the first preseason game at Crew, and Taylor Perry starts ahead of him when you know Neves, Moutinho, Dendonka are all away still on holiday. Yeah, um, it seems strange, really. You feel like he well, should be getting more of these, game like, they've time. Done, they've done that before, whether they sign players knowing knowing full well that they probably haven't got a, you know a future at this moment in time because they're going to get bigger transfer fees for them further down the, further down the line. Mm. That's true. Yeah. It's true, and it's um, for me. I would like to see him stay and, and get an opportunity in that squad. Um, you know, he's not going to play thirty games this season, mm-hmm. um, but if you can get him in and. And, and and get him starting cup games. You get him starting, you know, the odd home game at a home to I don't know Norwich, for example. Uh, giving him opportunities here and there, building that mm. that experience and confidence. Up. I think there's a player there. I really do. Well, um, I thought a loan deal or something like that. You know, uh, yeah, that wants to keep well. him. Get, you know, get him, get him playing, get him playing football because you know I, I can understand it from his point of view as well that you know he's been in and around for for a season, a season and a half, and uh, look, he's 20 years old, and, and it sounds silly, but at 20 years old, you want to start playing because your career is not very long. And, you know, he's kind of like a late starter. Uh, you know, you've got a decade there, maybe at the top level at best, you know. I know exceptional players go on until 31, 32, you know, centrally. But at the same time, like, you want to go, you want to be playing first-team football pretty quickly. So so now now Wolves are in a conundrum. Do they keep a player who doesn't want to be there? You know, do, do, they, do they try and sell? If they can sell, then how much money are you going to get for him? Can you package that with a deal with someone else, you know? Would you take six million pounds with a sell-on clause now? Five, six million pounds—is that a realistic fee? Because if you know, if it is a situation where they do need to sell to buy wolves, and you know they need to flog a Mir and an Otisawi, maybe some of these smaller periphery parts to the, um, you know, to, to the puzzle, then then let's do it quickly so we can get someone across the line. It's definitely a good point. However, you then got again the issue again with with depth in midfield. Mm. I mean, if they're going to let another young player go, who's Seemingly got talent, has got Premier League caps for Wolves, is going to get opportunities this season if he stays. Um, you know, they need to sign someone in midfield sooner rather than later, they really do. Uh, I, I, I just keep coming back to it, they need someone to play. It's going to be someone to play against alongside Neves, isn't it? Um, because even if, regardless of the, the formation, it looks like it's going to be a two in midfield, um, unless they obviously play a, a Gibbs White as a 10 possibly in front of them. But... Um, it's going to be a two midfield. Someone's play with Neves, and they need someone who's going to press the action, press uh, the opposition, press into the final third, break through the lines, um, and also someone who's you know going to win the ball back as well. Um, it, they need they need an all action number eight. I think is the is the right way to describe it for me. An all action number eight, um, a Jude Bellingham type. Let's get him in. He'd be a good sign. Oh, get him in for a couple of mil. He'd be absolutely fine. Yeah, he'd be sweet. It. It, won't, it won't take much to prime away from Dortmund. It's fine. It's um, look, it feels um, I, I don't, I don't want to be too downbeat. I'm not, I'm not downbeat. I'm looking forward. Wolves haven't played a game yet. Wolves, Wolves are joined top of the table as it stands, Liam. Incredibly, um, <laughs> but it's it's strange, isn't it? Because like I say, you you go into the season and and everybody's optimistic and they're excited, and I feel like. You've almost got that negativity, and maybe maybe it's just me. I'm not. I'm not being negative. I'm just saying that the, the glaring errors are there. And I think you all see them in pre-season, on the pitch and off it. That you need to strengthen because you've got to give Bruno a fair chance. This is a new guy, you know, in a new country. I know he's been here before from a, you know Sheffield Wednesday point of view, but he's learning his trade. He's got the squad. You've got to give him, and you've got to back him. And if you're going to get rid of Nuno, and you're going to you're going to give la- larger chance of of going in and, and really making an effort. He's got to be given the right tools and the right place to be able to do that, doesn't he? 
Definitely. I mean, it's. I can understand where the concerns come from, but at the same time, you have to give a new man, a new system, things that are going to take months, not weeks, to get sure. ingrained in players' minds. He's got. To, he's got to be given some time. Now, if he loses, you know, the first three games, or he loses, you know, six out of the first ten, or something like that, the, the pressure will be on. Of course, it will. Um, but that's 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 the nature of the beast. But he's got to be given the the time to to put his identity on the squad, and he's got to have time to get to bring the right players in as well. He's he's only made a handful of signings. I know we'll go over them as well, but he's only made a handful of signings, and and not all of them have been in the mould of what he's trying to achieve. Um, I think Jose Sar is it looks like a, a, the type of signing that is that fits his style of play, particularly with a you know goalkeeper with a ball at his feet. Um, but otherwise, it's not it's not really been in his mould yet. He needs to to bring his own men in and uh, and make it his team. Um, and that's going to take time. He needs time. Um, but I tell you what, those first three games are going to be tough, aren't they? Ooh, they really are. <laughs> they really are. They really are. And yeah, we'll, we'll go on to new signs. And you've mentioned Star there. Just just briefly before we go, um, centre back and that kind of. <laughs> I mean. It's been a frustration of mine that Wolves haven't signed a centre-back. They have to sign someone, don't they, now? Um, look, you're going to let us know, I think, exclusively, Liam, about about the situation defensively because Mosquera's gone down, of course, have lost Willy Bolly. Um, and uh, what's the situation with that? And is it now the priority that they must sign someone at the back? Right. So, um, I, I, before I give you the little injury update, I just my thoughts really on... On centre back and as it stands for me, sure. I've I've wanted to see Wolves sign a centre back for eighteen months, two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, someone who's going to fit right into that first team picture instantly. Um, instantly the, ready, Premier League ready, Premier no, League ready. No raw talent, someone who's yeah. played at the top level who can just slot in. Absolutely agreed. Totally agree. Um, you now going through some of them, I think Sice is he's got good. Qualities, you know, he's good in the air. Um, he's good in the tackle, bar a few, you know, a few rush, rush, rush of blood <laughs> errors that he makes. Um, but he's not, he's not the quickest. Um, I think Kilman's good with the ball at his feet, uh, decent in the air. Again, not the quickest. I think Bolly is um, probably the best all-round defender of the lot. Um, Cody, I think, is a very, very good, calming presence, good on the ball. Um, but again, you know, if you play him in a four, you'd be worried about balls over the top. You'd be worried about balls in behind. Uh, there's always a concern there. Um, although, just a caveat on Cody, I do think he, you know, the, the difference was night and day when he came on for the last five minutes against Coventry. Against, you know, a couple of the defenders that started that game struggled a little bit, and he came on, and it was totally different uh, kettle of fish. I mean, he's so so calm on the ball, such a calming presence, a leader. I, I, very, I was very impressed, really. Um, but you know, you look at you know Mosquera's come in. I think he's he's quick. Um, he's a fairly big lad. He's mobile, um, but he's a he's a bit reckless a little bit. Um, I do think there's a decent player there, but he's a bit reckless again. As you've already said, young, raw, a talent. He's a player for the squad. Is is he a player to start? Probably not. Um, they need a, they need a centre back, and the glaring obvious weakness for Wolves, um, probably their biggest weakness throughout the whole squad. In every single area for me is set pieces. Yeah. Um, that that alongside crosses into the box. Um, I think there's a scramble. I think they they struggle. Um, they haven't got an aerial presence other than Willie Bolly. When he's not there, I think it's glaringly obvious that they struggle 
to clear balls um, to clear balls out of their box. They're going to need Jose Sarr to be very commanding coming out of, of his line, which I think as a goalkeeper he is, but they're going to need that more than ever now because yeah. if they don't sign a centre-back, they are, they are going to be caught uh, on their heels in the air a lot. Um, so that's my take really on the centre-back. But as you said, yeah, a little, um, a little exclusive transfer update. So Willy Bolly, uh, as it stands, is a couple of weeks away with his hamstring injury. Um, they're hoping to have him back by the end of the month. However, that means it's very unlikely that he's going to be available for Leicester. Um, so essentially, he's going to miss the start, start of the season. The season yeah. Likely to miss the start of the season. Um, he's fighting to be fit for that, but it's unlikely he'll make it. Uh, and they're hoping to have him back before the end of August. Um, so, you know, he's been a, he's been out for about one and a half weeks now. Um, so that within you know a couple of weeks from now, that would make it about three and a half to four weeks he'd been out, um, and that would I think that would be a fairly good return, considering hamstrings can be a very tricky uh, and awkward injury to uh, to fix. So overall, although he is likely to miss the Leicester game, it's probably pretty decent news for Wolves fans that um, he's not going to be out for six, seven, eight weeks, which is always possible with a hamstring. Um, so that's that's where Bolly is. Um, Otisawi again is hamstring. Um, he is. It's not. It's not actually that bad. It's not as bad as first lead. He's he's pretty close to being back. I haven't got a time scale on that, but he's fairly close. Um, whether he's with Wolves or not is another question. Uh, and then just to make it a, a treble and a quadruple, <laughs> they've got four players altogether that have all got hamstrings. Mosquera and Bueno, who both went off in the first half against Coventry, are both also hamstring injuries. Uh, they've both had scans. Uh, and they're waiting on timescales and results, so we're we're yet to see. So um, going into the Leicester game, uh, again I'll, I'll reiterate, hamstrings are you know an awkward and a tricky uh, muscle group to to fix, um, particularly if you tear them. And there's no suggestion that any of them have, or the other two, sorry, Bruno and, uh, and Mosquera. There's no suggestion they have torn them. Um, but if you do tear them, you know you're it's a it's a five six month job. Uh, often um, the problem off. I've got Liam though with 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 Bolly is that you know with the hamstring and you say okay he's almost certain to miss the Leicester game and and maybe back for Spurs hopefully but I mean, there's no guarantees like you say hamstrings are very very tricky and the last thing you want to do is tear it that like, absolutely exactly. but Willie Bolly I mean all of a sudden he's become a pretty injury prone player. You know, he's yeah. he's had two or three he's had a you know, long, injured, yeah. long longish term injuries here. And um you know, once they start then then it's very it's very difficult to stop. And, and I understand they had an amazing bill of health prior to this Wolves and then last season was catastrophic on, on the treatment table. They've got you know, they've got you know, new medical department, they've got they've got a lot of new they've got um you know, a lot of different philosophy on training. Um, you know, Bruno, obviously, they've got double sessions. They've got, I mean, some of them are playing two in two days, which we'll discuss again in a little bit. But there's obviously a very, you know, high line, pressing, very intense way of, of playing football. Um, and so far, you know, there's a few that have already gone down in pre-season, which is when they're supposed to be taking it easy. You've, you've got to, that's why I think as well, you know, okay, Connor Cody, you've got to think that, that he's going to be starting most games. I know there's a few people who say that Connor Cody is not going to play in a four, not going to play in a back, you know, he's only going to play in a three at the back. I think it's pretty certain, Liam, that Connor Cody um, is going to be playing and starting and captaining yeah. Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club uh, this season, uh, regardless of what formation they play. But without a Willy Bolly and Mosquera, who, who look, I think is very raw, and I think is someone who, again, a bit like Silva, you want to develop, and you want to play him in the right games, and I think could be could be great going forward. 
you still need you still need a bit of quality in there. I think you've got to sign someone. You've got to sign someone who's ready to go, a, a Tarkovsky-like player who's been there, who's done it, who's available at the right players so you can go in and get and, and can slot in there. I totally agree. Totally agree. They need someone. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say you know the good news really is that you know Bolly's potentially not going to be that long. Um, but depending on how Mosquera is looking, you're mm. looking at you're looking at choosing between Sice, Kilman, and Cody for the Leicester game. Are we, are we are we are we saying Dendonk is now midfield? He's not going to I mean, go to the back. Uh, I mean, if they if they were desperate, uh, I know you'd not like me using that word already on this podcast. <laughs> if, if they're if they're desperate, he obviously can slot in there. But for me, he's not a centre back no. at all. He's not no. a centre back. I really no no chance. Um, what about Marcel? What about Marcel? Because Marcel, I think, has again been one of the positives of pre season. One, one because he's, he's he's still fit. Touch wood, and and two. I know he's been playing at left back, but has looked very very comfortable and and strong. Um, and and could he be someone who, of course, has played centre back and maybe play on that left hand side? And and Ryan Aknoy, who we've seen at left midfield, maybe come into that left that left back slot, or is that is that not an option? I think that's I think that's definitely an option. I, I've said this to you before. I think he'd be. I, I want to see him given an opportunity there. I think. Um, but I'm not convinced that would be in a four. I think that would have to be in a three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not convinced, you know, his size, stature, height, and everything. I don't think he's going to be the kind of player to slot in in a two, particularly yeah. if he's not if he's not playing alongside Willie Bolly. Mm-hmm. If he's playing alongside Sice, Kilman, or Cody, I, I'm not convinced with that pairing at all. If he was in a three and he was the left of a three, uh, I'd be very intrigued as to how he get on there. I think he would get on well there. Um, so that's an option. Um, again, though, we're talking about these players fitting into a three system because without Willie Bolly, I I find it difficult to watch any of them in a in a four. Mm. Um and this is and this is one of the big issues with Bolly not being there. And perhaps has been one of the reasons why we've seen Bruno change to a, a three, four three in the last two games as well. Uh, I do think some of the injury issues up front with Poland's and Netter not being there is probably a uh, a catalyst for that as well. But not having Bolly there I think makes it Life a lot more difficult playing to play a two uh, or a four rather, you know, two centre backs. Um, it's going to be, it's it's a strange one where they've got they they do actually have decent depth at centre back. They they're not going to panic and go and 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 go and grab someone who's not right. Um, but for me, it's a quality issue. I don't think they've got enough um, to play a four. Um, but I do think. I don't. I don't particularly enjoy watching this team in a three. I didn't. I don't. I don't think it was as good in the last two games as it was against Crew with the four four two. I think there was more attacking prowess in that game than there was in the other two with with the three at the back. Mm-hmm. Signings wise, then, so you know, you, like I say, you need to get someone like that. I mean, midfielder wise, there are players available, Liam. Um, and they say, I know there's a few for centre backs as well. Now, Gary Cahill, people say, but Gary Cahill's 35. No and I, I'm, like, I'm like, come on, guys. Like, like when you've got Max Kilmer ready to go, I, I'd way rather have Max Kilmer playing than, than someone like Gary Cahill. But you've got to get someone, I think, who's, who's ready made to fit into that position. And then midfielders, you know, I think they need a couple. I think you still probably need a little, you know, someone attacking who can maybe play centrally to, to link up. Um, I mean, I know. What's his name? I've got now. Um, I know Adamola Luckman is available. You know, he played on the left for Fulham, looked pretty good, but could obviously play centrally as well. I mean, these are the type of players, I think, you know, if, you, if you're not going to spend too much money, you're available for loans and loans for an option to buy, you want to get in as soon as possible, really. Who have played in the Premier League, who have done pretty well. And 
and are, and are available. It will, it will quit. There will be signings, Liam. And, and yes. look, and there will be also surprise signings where we've had this before, where we've heard absolutely nothing, and then boom, next day, they've signed someone who no one's probably heard of apart from football manager connoisseurs, and, and they're in, and you know, things hopefully will be okay. But you definitely need to get, I think, I think this is now the time, I think it's an important time to do it, where you cannot keep on signing potential in two, three, four years' time. They've got to sign short-term ready players. 100%. Wolves have done this the last couple of seasons, haven't they, where they've signed, uh, like Ryan Aitnori, for example, signing players for, for the future. And although I do think he's been a, a decent sign, they've got him, obviously got him on permanent now. Um, they need to Vitinha? sign... Vitinha? Is Vitinha? <laughs> God. They need to sign two or three players that are going to slot straight into that starting eleven. I think. I really do. Um, and for me, that is centre-back and 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 centre-midfield are the two that should scream out to me. Um, obviously, we've already discussed strikers, but if you know, there's no guarantee Raul's going to be the same player straight away either. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I do think he's looked fairly good in pre-season, but you do need to give him time. Um, and he, you know, he may not even be ready to play 90 minutes by the time the Leicester game comes around. So, Remember, Raul Jimenez, peak Raul Jimenez, had, had Pedro Neto, had Daniel Pedence, had, had Diogo Jota, had, had, had all these players, you know, Adama Traore, all around him, absolutely firing as well. You know, Amazing service for, for a brilliant player. At this moment in time, he hasn't quite got that. Trincao has started um, you know, on loan from Barcelona. It hasn't really blown me away yet. And look, I get it takes time for people to... People to adapt. It took Nelson Semedo a long time, and it, I think someone like Nelson Semedo has got to have a big season. Wolverhampton Wanderers this year, but down that right hand side, you've got Semedo, you've got Trincao, you've got two, you, you've got people who I, I think you really need to look to to be able to to balance this side out. Yeah, I think so. You use the, the word again there, balance. That's that's really really key, and I do think Semedo actually settled fairly well in the second half of last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's looked good in pre-season as well. Some of the games he came on uh, against Coventry and it didn't have very long, but looked looked pretty good. So because you can't have a man mark just double teamed Adama Traore as, as teams did last season, and then they can't score. You know, you've got to have another option there who's creative, yeah. who's going to be putting. And especially they haven't. You know, when uh, as we speak now, you've got Ruben Neves and and, and uh, you know a Jao Moutinho or Leander Dendonka in centre midfield. That's pretty much what we're probably going to have at the start of for, for Leicester going into Leicester. We'll see it Celta Vigo on. On, on Saturday, but that's probably going to be your, your starting front two, two of those three players. So if you're Trincao, you've got to give options there because the team's just going to double take on Ad- Adama and then Raul Jimenez, for as good as he is, if he's not getting the service, you, you're knackered. Yeah, exactly. Trincao needs to, to offer that option, doesn't he? Uh, and I'm the same as you. I'm not been, I'm not been hugely impressed. Um, I do think there's, you know, you can see when, when he receives the ball mm-hmm. and he's got an opportunity to think about what, what he's doing, you can see that there's, there's quality there, obviously. You know, a player doesn't go and play 40-odd games for Barcelona in a season without having quality. Um, he's very good on the ball. I think he's got a good... Uh, his left foot, I think... And actually, before I go on to what I'm saying, that is a, a good addition for balance for Wolves, having a player with a good left foot like him because they haven't really got that elsewhere. Um, that, it, it, you know, he's, he is going to be able to create, create things. He needs to get used to the... He's used to the um, the physicality of the Premier League, and that's what I think he struggled with. I mean, against Crew, he was gave the ball away far too often. Uh, was getting knocked off the ball, um, and that's what he's, he's got to get used to. And that's going to take some time. But he, as it stands, with injuries, he's probably going to start against Leicester, isn't he? We've got injuries to Neto, injury to Podence. Yeah, he's not going to. Is there? You know, unless they start a four four two and push someone else out wide, which is unlikely, he's going to 
you know, he's going to start. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I'll give you four names now, four names who uh, are kind of on periphery potentially, depending on what formation they do play. I want you to give me a yes or a no whether any of these four start away at Leicester. Right, throw them at me. Yes or no. And then we're going to go into questions because I know we're running out of time. But there's so much to talk about. We could go on for literally three hours today, but we're, we're going to do our best to get around as, you know, as many bases as we can. Um, Max Kilman. Yes. Oh, wow, it's a big start. Max Kilman starts at Leicester. Okay. Morgan Gibbs-White. Oh, I was about to ask, do you, do you want me to give uh, Yeah, 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 back it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go. The reason being that um, if Bolly is obviously unlikely to be mm-hmm. available... Um, whether they play a two or a three, mm-hmm. for me, Kilman is Kilman's probably the next best in a four. Yeah, uh, and whether they play a three, just in terms of the amount of players they've got there, um, you know, he's going to play regardless. I think so. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, yeah, he plays. So Maximilian Kilman starts, uh, says Lincoln potentially against Leicester. Uh, Morgan gives White. No. Says no. Okay. Uh, any reason? You can give yeah, I. Um, I, I think he's done fairly well in a few of the games. I think he's a decent preseason, particularly um, against uh, against Stoke. I thought he did very, very well. Um, I, again, I'll come back to it. I don't know exactly what position he's best suited in. Whether he's a ten, he's a two in midfield, a wide player, um, and I don't think he really suits or fits the system in any of the systems so far that we've seen um, perfectly. I think I just think there's players ahead of him basically. Um, okay, here we go. Number three, Fabio Silva. No. No. Okay. Okay. I think I think I think he's going to go with a three at the back formation uh, for Leicester because with injuries up top and with no Bolly to play in a four, I think he'll go with a three, and it will mean that Iran will probably start as a lone striker. Last one, Ryan Aitnuri. I, again, I would say no, although I actually probably would want him to because um, I, I would play Marcel left of about three, as we've already discussed. But I'm going to say no. I think he. it's, it's quite clear now that Marcel's the favoured left-back or, or left-wing-back, and I think he'll start there, yeah. So you think he'll start there with um, with uh, Kilman, Cody and Saïs? So you think yeah, there's a three? I think so. Yeah, Samedo the other side. Probably Moutinho and Neves... And then probably Trincao, Adama, and Raul. I think that'll be the starting eleven. Well, Jose Saran goal starting eleven for uh, for for Leicester. Unless anything changes, <laughs> give me give me the opportunity uh, to uh, change my mind. <laughs> if anything changes in the next week, uh, should we take some questions, Petal? Yes, throw them at right, me. Here we Pe- go. I quite here like that, Petal. Yeah, that could be a yeah, new. Yeah, let's take some. Let's take some in. Okay, here we go. Uh, Nate says, Reggie, uh, what was it like going to Wimbledon this year? I was lucky enough to go to a couple times, including the men's final. Wow. Um, so good to see fans back in the stands at sporting events. Absolutely, Reggie was great. Loved it. Um, uh, lucky enough that one of my one of my good friends, um, James O'Brien, his, uh, his sister is Katie O'Brien. So any tennis fans, former British number one. So we got to go to a few. Got to uh, got to go to uh, see Radicanu when she won, and got to meet her, which is lovely and lovely lovely lady that she is. Um, and uh, got to see a little bit of Federer, the goat. So great, loved it, loved it. I do like a sporting event, mate. I do like to go to Royal Ascot this year as well. There were plenty of stuff during the summer, so it was lovely. But what mainly what he says at the end is it is so good to see fans back. I was at Stoke. Great to just see them afterwards, have a bit of crack at the end, do some interviews, to see them singing "See Senor." Two and a half thousand fans. I mean. Liam, I don't know when the last time you saw two and a half thousand fans at a stadium is. It definitely wasn't at Walsall, but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you'd be able to see a lot more than that on Saturday at Celta Vigo. But but um, 
it's it is great, isn't it? And I mean, that's that's as much as I'm looking forward to the season having full houses or near full houses of people watching football is just going to be great. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's what football's all about, isn't it? It's soulless without the fans there. Um, Stoke was brilliant. Um, it was brilliant even more for the fact that um, Wolves had the same, if not more, fans away than Stoke did at, <laughs> Stoke did at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, at Coventry, you know, there was a, a few thousand there having good banter with the Coventry fans, you know, a bit of back and forth, or just the little things that you miss that you don't really realise you miss until you until you hear and see them again. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's brilliant to have fans back. I think Wolves, um, I don't want to make excuses for last season because it wasn't good enough, but I think they were one of the teams that really did suffer because of no fans yeah um i think there was other teams as well i think liverpool was another one i think it really did suffer with no fans and i think some teams benefited um west ham for example in their terrible soulless stadium that they've got um Mm -hmm. i'm saying that as a jumping on the bandwagon i've never actually been but i will go this season um you know i think the fans get on their back on that on the players back quite easily there um and with, without them i think they you know they had a good season um it won't be the only factor of course but i think it was a factor and for wolves i think they really struggled so it'll be good to have them back um and i'm looking forward to santa vigo it's going to be a good occasion it is uh james says um apart from by the way if we don't get round to people and i say we'll answer every question i've read a lot of these and a lot of these we will have answered during the last 45 or so minutes so that's kind of reason why but um if you haven't then just bombard me with abuse and uh, hopefully i'll i'll sort <laughs> something out next week um here we go um james says apart from football which player would you fancy getting gold at the olympics and in what sport i mean that's easy isn't it is it Oh, that's so easy. You've got to go with a Dharma Chore 100 metre sprint. Ah. Uh, he's, not, he's not going to do it in 9.8 or 6.9 seconds, is he? Or no, whatever? I think he'd do it in about 7 seconds, that kid. <laughs> he's absolutely rapid. Uh, easy. Okay. okay. I'm going to go I'm going to go slightly off off uh, curveball and I'm going to say I'm going to say as London calls me this will be some car phone warehouse prat um, trying to sell <laughs> me stuff when I've signed up to nothing. It's the same bloody... Oh shit! Sorry, what is going just, on? It's causing absolute nightmare. I think I've just cracked my phone, which is average. Oh screen. god! Oh, now I need car phone warehouse. I need to answer the call. I need a new <laughs> screen, man. Oh god! Okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to say Fabio Silva. Um, windsurfing, Wind gold. Hey, he's got all the he's got the locks. You could see him, you know, kind of like with his, with his board. And I don't know if you saw any of the other day where they go out for like five or ten minutes or whatever, and they have to do as many tricks as possible. But I no, reckon I've got, I I've see... got a life, so I didn't see it. Oh, mate, well, you've got a life <laughs> crying into your paint because they've just been in Denmark. <laughs> oh my god! Honestly, you, honestly, you should have seen me. I was a I was a disgrace. One of my mates took a photo of me as well. I was just so oh. crying. Liam, if, if there's any Liam, Liam King's mates, please send me or DM me a picture of Liam crying. Oh, no, I've got the photo. Oh, send and it you across. Will, you will not be receiving it. Send it across, that. baby. Oh, there is zero chance of you. Oh, you got to say no, no, no. I, I, I'll, only, <laughs> I'll only look at it, but I won't say anything. I won't put it out there. I won't show anyone, mate. You send it to me. I'll be fine. You can trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. You're pulling the fast one on me again. Okay, uh, here we go. Let's have a look. What else have we got here? Uh, Poco says, uh, My son's five and obviously loves the Wolves. He plays all the time and his favourite position to play is in goal. The issue is both me and my wife are short in stature and genetics dictates he will be too short. Should I encourage him, uh, his goalie dreams, or convince him to play another position? Should I encourage or should I convince him to play elsewhere? No, you've got got to encourage, haven't you? It's... uh... 
no offence, but the uh, the odds of him making it professional are exceptionally slim. Wow! Uh, wow. <laughs> if Absolutely he, destroying if he people's makes it, dreams. Look, if he makes it, you know there are short goalkeepers. Jordan Pitford's not massive. No, uh, David Ospina was famously very short. Mm, what well, very, very short knowledge. for a goalkeeper? Also, he's the kids. The kids five. I mean, just because. I was just about to say exactly. Yeah, he might be massive. Spurt, growth spurt. I mean, my my mum's four eleven. My dad's five three. I'm six two. The there milkman is massive. <laughs> but but you know, I'm I'm six two. See, he's got chances. Got chances. No, Pogo. exactly. Uh, and, and and also as well, what football's all about is you know at that age, young age, just doing what you love, playing the way you, that's yeah. Football's a the beautiful game. Just play it the way he wants to play it. Um, Wayne. Okay, we've got we've got a bit of doom and gloom from Wayne. Um, he says, uh, "How long till the new manager gets sacked?" And uh, he's he's been thrown under the bus. He says, "Pathetic transfer window so far." Is this Jeff She's way of being creative in the market? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of angry fans out there. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, we've tried to make a balanced view, and, and, and August will definitely be um, a lot busier. It has to be than July. But at the same time, there are a few people who are worried, and and I kind of just touched on it slightly saying that he's got to be backed and you know if you want to go and change a direction and change a play then you've got to get the players on board that the manager wants because otherwise you're not backing him you're not, you're not giving him a fair chance um, and you'd, have, you'd assume that these players will come on board in the next 30 days Liam Oh for sure yeah I mean, they are going to bring players in it's going to definitely heat up um, but it was always going to be as I said it was always going to be like this in, in August um, and and they need to back him um, as, as much as they possibly can obviously discussing the uh, the finance side of it already so um it's going to it's it's going to get busier um hopefully only on the incomings and not on the outgoings because obviously interest has been uh, interest has been there hasn't it in some of the uh, in some of the key lads so um yeah it's 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 not going to be perfect in time for the season starting but hopefully by september we're going to have a bit more of a, a brighter outlook on it Bell Wolves. Robbie Williams scored four out of five with the Spice Girls. What's Nathan's score with Little Mix? Oh, come on. Come on. And it's three out of five he got, I think, with the Spice Girls. Um, all lovely girls, to be fair. Do you see Madame Tussauds? The girls are in, by the way. Waxworks. You're going yeah, to yeah, you're going to, have a no. pic- you're going to have a picture with them. Yeah, I'm booked to next Can't wait for it. <laughs> Legendary. We were supposed to go to Jesse's, uh, Jesse's 30th birthday party, actually, a few weeks ago, but got cancelled due to restrictions. But... Uh, but yeah, I'll let, I'll let you know how that goes uh, somewhere down the line. Uh, Ronan Gibbons, uh, watching the Nevers interview on Wolves TV, he seems happy. Do you think he'll end up staying? Well, you know, uh, he's done a couple of interviews recently saying that he, um, you know, he's focused on Wolves, focused on the season. Um, I can definitely see him staying, certainly. I, I, I'm not sure some of the numbers that have been touted are going to be enough for Wolves to, to part. He's under contract till 2024. Um yeah, I can see him. I can see him staying, and that's a and that's a big, that's a big part of Wolves' transfer window this season is keeping hold of some of those players. Um, there are clubs out there in the market for a midfielder, um, but whether they're going to be willing to pay what's needed um, mm-hmm. is another question, and I'm not sure some of them are. And um, to be on, to be honest, yeah. Liam, the way that Wolves have, have had their transfer window so far, and, and, and the lack of signings. You've got to think that any kind of bid is, is going to be a way bigger than even maybe they might have thought in the first place for, for them to prize away. Because if the lack of signings in, I mean, there's, there's no way they're going to sell some of their, some of their best assets without having re- replacements ready made and ready to go. Well, exactly. I mean, they, they are short, short-staffed in midfield anyway, as it is. If they let him go, I mean, they're one injury away from, you know, 
fielding Morgan Gibbs White in a two midfield or even a youngster, yeah, they they can't afford it. No chance. Um, Stu says, uh, have you bought any replica or the pro versions of the training gear? Slash, I mean, those pro versions of the actual playing kit. I mean, expensive, aren't they? Expensive, a bit of spandex. Yeah. What's the difference? What's the difference? Is it just because they're cut in a different way? Oh, just the material's yeah, different. What is it? Bit, bit of both. Is it? Yeah, it, it won't be for me. I, was, I don't think anyone's going to notice the difference, to be honest. Yeah. It won't what, be for what me. What do you think of the kits, mate? I mean, they wake it, hopefully, later on this week, maybe. I mean, it's got to come out sooner rather than later. But uh, home shirt, are you, are you liking it? Are you liking yeah, the new I home shirt? Yeah, I think it's decent, to be fair. Yeah, I, uh, it hasn't doesn't blow me away, but I don't think it's I don't think it's bad by any means. I think they've got the colour fairly, fairly right. Um, but I'll, some of the train, as we said, some of the train stuff is good. Some of the other gear, that that hoodie we were talking about, it's gorgeous. Mm. I need mm. that. Absolutely. Um, get, can you get your contacts on the phone to me, please? Your, mate, uh, I'll get, I'll get them sorted. I'll get them sorted out, mate. I'll get them in. I'll have a look. I'll, I'll see. I'll see uh, what what DMs I can I can sort after this, mate. Uh, Darren Treen, uh, Nathan, who would you rather go on a date with? Tim Spears, Joe Edwards, or Liam Keane? Oh, have a look well Spears is, Spears, Spears is in it for the long haul it's a long day it's a long date night I mean that's going on until 2 or 3 in the morning it's messy um, and also I end up footing the bill for most of it so so probably <laughs> not Tim it's expensive night um, Joe Edwards um, and Lee or Liam Keane well you get emotional I can't have a bird getting emotional oh, in, the middle, in, the middle, in the middle of a bar mate no, I don't want tears I don't want emotional tears I can't handle that mate emotions emotions Edwards is quite quiet, has his meal, likes to go back early. Everybody likes an early night, mate. So I'm going to go Edwards. I'm going to go Edwards for a oh, date. Come on, I think you know I'd show you a good song. Oh, we'll see. We'll see, <laughs> mate. We'll see Watford away. We'll see what you like. We'll see what you're made of, Leeds. Um, okay. Uh, who else have we got here? Jathan Nuda. Jathan Nuda is back on. You missed, you missed Jathan. Did you see Jathan at the back end of the season, mate? Uh, you, you had been mentioned to me. You had. Yeah, I've spotted it? him on Twitter as well. Will Castor create? Great question. Will Castor create a shirt made of leftover Nuno beard hair and sell it at a <laughs> price point that's so high only Ronaldo can buy? It. I think it's having a bit of a bit of a dig there at the old uh, pricings that we've seen. Uh, pricings overall, do you think for, for kits and for season tickets, where do you stand on it, Liam? Uh, the kits, I think you know, it's fair enough, isn't it? That they're the same fifty-five quid as last season. I mean, I, I mean, if you ask me overall, would I prefer kits to be a bit cheaper? I'd say yes. You don't want to price fans out, but the fact it hasn't gone up, I think, is. You know that's fair enough. I've bought kits at that that price myself, so um, yeah, that's fair enough. Season tickets, they're not astronomical, um, but they've got the discount worked in, haven't they? As well, yeah, that as well. So there might so, be a bit of a jump next year where people are like, "Eh, what's this?" But it's because they are discounted from from the games that people. Yeah, missed at the end of so last I, don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's terrible. I, I did actually see something very interesting the other day. Um, some national league. Um, season tickets and there were some tickets at Notts County that were 400 quid oh really and I, I saw that and I thought well you know when you compare the two Wolves' prices are pretty reasonable mm. yeah I drove past that stadium the other day oh, you want to be going there every <laughs> other week do you goodness me uh, Rob Cartwright what happened, what's happened to Luke Matheson uh, surprised not to see him feature in pre-season it's a good question um, I hadn't actually it hadn't, it hadn't crossed my mind uh, totally forgot about the lad. Let me let me let me have a look into it. I wish I could tell you. Uh, you, can, you, can resp- you can respond to him directly. I think, I think, 
I'm not going to say, but I think he's injured. I think he is, but I'll I'll have a look. We'll have a look. We'll get back to we'll, you, shall we? We'll we'll look into that one. Um, here we go. Um, ba, 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 ba. Jonathan Giddings, what are the odds on Liam King lasting the season with you? Since young Timothy, you've gone through a co-host like Joey Chestnuts goes through hot dogs, potty tarts. Well, the last bit's definitely accurate. Wow, absolutely astonishing. I know. I I might need to change my deodorant, mate. I think to be fair. There's been a fair few partners. Start off with Tim Nash, actually, back in the day. We didn't do podcasts with Nashy, but yeah, there's been a fair few. But do you know, out of all of them, um, Liam, out of all of the out of all the the co-hosts that I've had, you are definitely the most recent. Right. Okay. Let's move <laughs> on. Here we go. Uh, Honestly, I was, my hope my hopes were so high for a second. <laughs> um, who can we get? Here we go. Who have we got? Um, just a lot of people having a go at Fosun really Wolves fan there's plenty of others um, just saying when are they going to sort it out is it you know, we've got, a, we've got we, there's obviously uh, different board members now we've got someone who's potentially heading signings in Scott Sellers how much is, is, is he saying is he the guy who, who is signing the players or are we just waiting like we do normally for Mendes to come out with a, with a couple of players you know where, where is it coming from Liam yeah it's all, I mean it's a bit of you know all of it really. It's a, it's definitely a collective effort. Scott's got a very big uh, role in that, um, and of, of course Mendes has got a huge a huge role in that. You look at some of the deals that went through with Patricio going to uh, Roma, Sar coming here, both players are Mendes client. All three managers, Bruno Large, uh, the chap I forget his name, Pedro Martins, that's it, at Olympiacos, and Jose Mourinho at Roma. All three managers, all his clients as well, <laughs> taking a little piece of the pie at every single turn. Um, he, he's, I mean, he's obviously massively influential in the sense that Foson have got a, a relationship with him, a contact with him, um, and they do. He does a service for them. Um, it's as simple as that, really. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of both. Um, that you know, Scott is very heavily involved in it. You know, Mosquera, for example, as a player, they were they were tracking for a, a while before Bruno Large came in, and he, you know, he still had a say, Bruno, in the sen- in in the deal going through, but. Um, you know, he wasn't he wasn't his man necessarily. Um, that they uh, they hadn't uh, it, you know, it wasn't his, his player that he'd scouted. So mm. um, it's yeah, it, it's a collective effort and a bit of both. You want you, you just hope and you want to see Bruno definitely having a say in the signs that come in between now and the end of the transfer window as well, because he needs to be able to bring his own his own men in for for the job that he wants to do in that first team. How much pressure says Sam will large be under if we lose our first three games? Leicester, Spurs, and Man U. It is a daunting start, Liam. It is a very daunting side. It's a tough question as well because I think from the fans, I think there definitely will be pressure. Fans won't be happy, and and, and rightly so. Um, but three games, it's not a very, you know, it's not a very big window. I don't think the pressure internally will be very big. Um, I think you need to look more at 10, 15 games, and if it's in the same vein, that's when you start to think about the club potentially making a decision. Um, but three games in, I don't. I think outside pressure will be high. I don't think inside pressure will be that high. Okay, good answer. Um, on the balance, on balance, is our defence or midfield the weakest department? Uh, on balance, defence for me. Um, I just think they really are missing uh, someone to deal with more aerial duels um, and, and and just a, a quality Premier League proven. F- first team centre back to go straight into that starting level hmm. is, is it quite funny that um, 
that out of all the different formations and the different pressing and the different attitudes that Wolves could end up playing a back three with one up front uh, the first game of the season. I know. <laughs> it's the I know. irony I, of it all. I was thinking about this the other day. It's, um, it's, 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 it is quite, it is ironic, isn't it? That, that, you know, this whole new style and system and everything. And all this style is definitely chalk and cheese to, to Nuno. It's definitely, definitely different. Hmm. Um, to go back to a 3-4-3 three, three, based partially on lack of recruitment partially on injuries um, is a little bit underwhelming as well as ironic I think as well um, yeah. I don't dislike the formation I don't dislike the system um, but I'm not sure the balance is there for this group of players to, to go with that anymore and after such a, a cautious approach under Nuno and obviously a disappointing season last year Mm. Uh, I don't think fans want to see that again. I, I quite enjoyed watching a four four two. It was uh, it, I didn't think I'd say that, but it was quite nice. Um, King Wolf's asking, uh, "Hi Liam, uh, for your information, Wolves women are playing away at Ipswich in their last pre season friendly this Sunday. Um, asking to see how do you think they got get on this season? A couple of signings, and uh, you're you're hoping to get down to a few games as well, aren't you, Liam? I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna look at doing uh, a few uh, Wolves women games. Um, obviously, speaking to the manager Dan. Um, Want to do some academy stuff with, uh, with, uh, with the the men's team as well. So, um, yeah, there's there's you know, there's good opportunities there to to do coverage of different aspects of the club and and not just you know the same eleven players that go out in the Premier League every week. So I'm definitely keen on uh, on doing that. Um, you know me, keen by name, keen by nature. Oh, the there motto. you go. That is the motto. Uh, <laughs> Gh1980. What's it like working with Nathan? Um, well, uh, it would have been a lot nicer had he, you know, had he chosen me uh, over Edwards and uh, and Spears for the, the question a few minutes ago. I only um, chose Edwards because he's a, he's a cheap date and he goes back early. He's 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 easy, mate. He's easy. He easy. Okay, that's an interesting way to phrase it. I'll we'll let him know that. Um, what's it like working with Nathan? Um, Nathan, you know, I've described Morgan Gibbs White as an enigma, and I think that's a bit more. That's a quite what a good way of describing Judah as well you know he'll turn up with a bit of Thai food or some sushi or something stink the whole gaff out oh um, mate I'm going to take you but, to some lovely restaurants this season mate don't you worry about that I'm going to I'm going to try and change your palate um, we'll try and work on it maybe maybe people in where we're, where we're going away from home each you know every other week maybe someone could recommend some some nice upscale restaurants and I can take you and show you how to use a knife and fork to show you that it's not just sometimes you have another knife and fork sometimes you can use a spoon sometimes you can use different there's different cutlery rather than just your hands Liam and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and try and you know ease you in but by the end of it I'd like you to take you to a Michelin star restaurant um, and that we can that maybe you can you can work your way into it and, and also just not look awkward well I mean I'm surprised I'm being invited I thought you'd be taking either Spears or, uh, or Edwards not me well, Spears isn't available for a couple of games, I think. So we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes, mate. We'll see how it goes. No, um, I, that sounds a, a glorious, uh, a glorious thing. I'll, glorious. Uh, I'll, I'll take you up on that. Excellent news. Excellent news. Um, right. Where else? What should we do? What should we do? Ah, oh, I had it and I've lost it and I've got it again. Um, first of all, I've got to say massive heads up and a massive big up to our amazing, amazing uh, sponsors for the podcast, which is adoption at heart absolutely superb and once i get their reading material out that i've got to say um i shall get back to you which i haven't got at the moment but i will search for it um right uh, liam uh, what 
What Ever about the professional Jude? What Ever about the professional. I had it on the screen and I haven't got it anymore. I'll try and find it. Um, Liam, expectations this season so far, and we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about the season and and looking at um, where you think they'll finish. You know, after the Celta Vigo game, maybe a couple of weeks down the line. But um, what do you think at this present moment? Well, considering the you know the recruitment has left a lot to be desired so far. Uh, I think the team's a bit unbalanced, albeit has got a lot of quality in there still. Raul coming back is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, you know, unless anything, well, obviously things will change between now and the end of the transfer window. But right now, I would say you've got to be looking at aiming for a top half finish. Um, but I do think that that's going to be difficult. Um, I think there's a lot of good individuals. I'm not sure there's a, a compact team just yet with this Wolf squad. And I think. I think it's capable. I think there are good signs in the Bruno Large style and formation, particularly when we saw him start off with a 4-4-2, then a 4-2-3-1. I think there was very good signs there from the team. But I don't know if it's quite going to come together in time for a good start to the season, which then may you know, leave Wolves on the back foot a little bit going into, uh, into the, rest of the, uh, in the rest of the season. So I think you look at aiming for a top-half finish, um, may fall somewhere in between that, um, but I do think they are too good to be in relegation trouble. I'll be honest. Excellent news, and like I said, Liam, we're delighted with our sponsors this season. Throughout all different brands of the podcast, Adoption at Heart. Thinking of adoption, we have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council. Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on our next virtual information event? Visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk. Right, Liam, we've come to the end of our podcast uh, for week one, but I'm, I'm going to finish with a bang, one, one hour and 13 minutes into it, okay? How would you like, how would one of our listeners like their choice of a brand new home kit or a brand new training gear kit or a brand new, yet to be disclosed, away kit? And I'm, to- I'm not just talking shirt, Liam. I'm talking fully printed. I'm talking shorts. I'm talking socks. I'm talking the full shebang. And all they need to do, all they need to do to win this is retweet my tweet of the podcast, your tweet of the podcast. Both get two entries and we will pick the lucky winner. How good is that? Well, you, you can't say fairer than that, can so you? No, it's literally a click of a button because we want people to spread the word this year, you know. Whether you've listened once, whether you've listened to all 213 episodes, I mean, goodness me, that's incredibly that some people have listened to every single episode. Liam, there's people who go back in the summer and go back from the start and listen from episode one right the way through again, which is incredible. Incredible. But whether you've been here for a week, a month, a year, three years, whether you were there five years ago and we started this crazy adventure, just spread the word. And that's, that, that's all we ask. That's all we ask. You'll be entered into a draw. And I'll let you know on Saturday whether you are successful. And then, Liam, all they need to do to win it is for you to predict the oh, scoreline no. against 
Celta Vigo and the goal scorer is going to score the first goal. So if that gets correct, you're going to be lucky winner. You're going to be walking away with a shirt and shorts and socks. Do you know what? I might even I might even throw in a few little bits and bobs that I've got here as well for free. So I need no. I need a scoreline and I need a first goal scorer, please. Liam Keane. This is pressure. By the way, we've given away I've given away executive box tickets this before, so it's winnable. I've given away holidays before, we've given away iPads before, we've given away the whole loads and loads of things. A, a MacBook Pro someone won. So it's definitely definitely worth clicking. But uh yeah, it's on you, mate, no pressure. Well I can feel the pressure. Oh. It's on. But you know what? I don't wilt I don't My wilt under the pressure. Con. <laughs> I'm gonna say 2-0 Wolves. Oh, I was going to say that as well, so I like yes, that. Yes, that's, like that. that's a good start. 2-0 Wolves and first goal scorer. First goal scorer. You're going to blow... I'm going to blow your mind with this one. Oh, God. I'm glad you finished that sentence. And yeah, I know. I, I almost went, I almost went Carry the wrong on. direction with that. <laughs> Carry on. It's not a late night podcast. Francisco Trincao. Wow! You are blowing that. my mind. But I like it. I like faith in the newbie. I like it, mate. So, Francisco Trincao... Scores the first and Wolves win 2 0. Um, we will let the lucky winner know. Just all you need to do is retweet. Just retweet this podcast out and you will be entered into the draw. I'll let you know Saturday morning. Uh, if you are, and then you can watch, watch, be at the game, watch on Wolves TV, watch a dodgy stream. I don't care. As long as you're winning, that's all we care about. That's all we care about here. So, yeah, thank you. Mate, come to the end of the show. There's so much to talk about. I understand that. And we'll, I've got, we've got a. We've got a cracking season ahead, mate. And let's hope that they start well. Let's hope they start. Let's get a bit of positivity back. Because um, I'm optimistic. Um, but they definitely need a couple. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to see on Saturday the way they line up. And I think that'll be pretty much what we'll probably see against Leicester. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. The South of Year game is the game where you he'll play a strong team. And that's where you want to see it all coming together, isn't it? Because that is essentially you know, a league game style friendly mm-hmm. um, it's the one where you want to play the, the, the best team or close to um, and hopefully see a good performance and good result because that's that's the one where it, it sets it all up magnificent mate been a pleasure thank you very much the first one as official Wolverhampton Wonders reporter Mr Liam Keenstar thank you very much oh by the way if you haven't followed Liam give him a follow on Twitter man he's the one who's going to be delivering you all the all the news all the all the latest signings all the wins, giving you all the analysis, so make sure you do follow him on Twitter. But from me, from Liam, have a great weekend. We'll see you all at Molyneux on Saturday. Take care.